stop your mouth is a day victory disappear from your life. I say the day, hallelujah, disappear from your lips is the day victory disappear from your life. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Amen. 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 And he says in verse 3 that God inhabits in the praises of Israel. The, the word inhabits in the Hebrew is the word Yasha. Yasha means place. But Yasha also have a very beautiful meaning. It means to marry. So marvelous when you praise the Lord. When you praise the Lord, God fall in love with you and say, You are my darling, let's get married. So let's take a look at Matthew chapter 27 this morning. Verse 38 onwards. Verse 38, then there were two thieves crucified with him, one on the right hand and one on the left hand. And they that passed by reviled him, saying, wagging their heads, and saying, Thou that destroy the temple, and build it in three days, say thyself, If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. So I will ask Sister Esther again continue to read from verse 41 to verse 56. 
，那和他同病的强盗也是这样子讥诮他，从古正到深处，遍地都黑暗了。约在深处，耶稣大声喊着说：“以利，以利，拉玛沙巴格大尼！”就是说，我的神，我的神，为什么离弃我？站在那里的人，有的听见就说：“这个人呼叫以利亚呢。”最终有一个人赶紧跑去拉海荣，站满了醋，绑在围子上送给他喝。其余的人说：“且等着，看以利亚来救他不来。”耶稣又大声喊叫，气就断了。忽然店里的麦子从上到下裂为两半，地也震动，磐石也分裂，坟墓也开了，以碎圣徒的身体多有起来的。到耶稣复活以后，他们从坟墓里出来，竟向许多人显现。百夫长和一同看守耶稣的人看见地震，并所经历的事，就极其害怕，说：“这真是神的儿子。”有好些妇女在那里远远的观看，他们是从加利利跟随耶稣来服侍他的。内中有摩大拉的玛利亚，又有雅各和约西的母亲玛利亚，并有西比泰两个儿子的母亲。So this morning we're going to talk about the principles of intimacy. So today 早上我们要讲到与神亲密的原则 We're going to talk about the way into intimacy with Jesus. 我们要讲那条进入与主耶稣亲密的道路 It is very important that we understand this subject. 我们要了解这一件事是非常重要的 It is even more important that we have a subjective experience practicing the presence of God in our life. 甚至我们非常需要有个主观的经验来操练怎么样与神亲密。Because in prayer I begin to anticipate a perception, and 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 the Lord begins to speak to me about the coming season is going to be there will be increase of a worldwide awakening of an increased brighter love for Jesus. 因为在祷告中，我们神会这样子教导。要像有个全世界的复兴，就是在啊与主亲密到一个地步，就像一个新郎在新娘在盼望新郎的那种亲密。God is now in the midst of preparing the bride for His own Son。父神正在预为他的儿子预备新妇。We are not married to this world, but we are married to Christ。我们不是嫁给这个世界，我们是嫁给基督。Therefore, this Fundamental relationship must never be compromised and given up. So, this very important relationship It is always our love for Jesus that keeps sanity and and wisdom in our walk with God. So, this relationship with God is a very important relationship that keeps sanity and wisdom in our walk with God. So, this relationship with God is a very important relationship that keeps 我们怎么样可以达到像以诺那以诺那样与神同行的亲密呢 ？Principle number one. 第一个原则。You must be born again. 你必须要重生。But the Bible says there were two thieves that hung on the cross. 讲到说有两个强盗挂在十字架上。One on the left and one on the right of the cross of Jesus. 一个在主耶稣基督十字架的左边，另一个在右边。But there was a thief that looks at Jesus. He said, "Remember me, O Lord." And Jesus turned to him and said, "Thou shalt be with me in paradise today." 主告诉他，今日你就要在乐园与我同在了。That thief was born again because he believed 
in the Messiah. Then he says in verse 14, 40, that he says, You will destroy this temple, and in three days' time, you will build it up. When the people and the they say this is a crazy man. Because it takes 46 years to build Herod's temple. But here Jesus said, in three days I will build up the temple of God. It is an impossible task. Even the Eiffel Towers in Paris take two years and five months to build it up. It was an impossible thing. I tell you, when God destroyed things in your life, when God stripped you, you feel that your whole world fall apart. But I can tell you, God can do a quick work. By His resurrection, three days, He will build it up again. Sometimes you look at your own children, they go away from the Lord. There's nothing that you can do. You pray for years and years and nothing seems to improve. But God said, my work is so quick that in three days time, an impossibility becomes a possibility. I tell you, when God starts to move, it's very quick and powerful. So let's have hope in the mighty hands of God. He is the builder of our life. He's the builder of our family. He's the one that builds up your children. What Jesus was referring, not to a physical temple, but to the, be a spiritual temple. Verse Corinthians 3.16 says, Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 says, God has built a tabernacle, a house of God without hands. So therefore from verse 38 to verse 40 is the first principle on your entrance into intimacy. You must be born again. The old creation, the people of the world do not understand God. They may be very devout in their devotion towards their own gods, but they do not acknowledge that Jesus is the true and the living God. Apart from Jesus, there is no intimacy. Now principle number two, verse 41. Likewise also the chief priest Mocking him with the scribes and the elders Now the scribes are the scholars of the day. 
The Pharisees are the professors of the law. So the intellectual people of the day were questioning what Jesus said about in three days time he will build up the temple. Principle number two. You cannot walk with God through your intellectualism. The Pharisees try to discern who is God, but yet they use their mind and they fail to locate that it was Jesus Himself. True intimacy is the engagement of our hearts towards God, not our mind. Many people try to know God through their mind. That's why the church until today don't understand how to have a close walk with Jesus. That's why they always label mysticism as a crazy thing. Especially with the emergence of the liberal theology in Germany that emphasize on the mind, they lose touch with God. I tell you, if you are very intellectual and you have never developed your human spirit, you will never know the move of the spirit. That's why there are many Pharisees in the church today that criticize those that that intuitively sense God in their life. So my friends, if you really want to get close to God, I tell you it's time to develop your heart rather than your mind. So there's nothing wrong with our mind. God uses our mind to understand things in life. But I'm talking about a, a, a underlying principle that God is a spirit, and in order to understand the spiritual realm, we need to open up the faculty of our heart. Now we come to principle number three in verse forty-two. He said others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. Principle number three, the flesh can never enjoy intimacy with God. The statement, he saved others himself, he cannot save. Saving yourself talks something about the self-love. Saving yourself talks about the flesh that tries to preserve himself. 
If you always try to save yourself, you will never know God intimately. Saving yourself is simply have save your face. If you are always very concerned about your reputation, you will never walk with God intimately. Can you imagine one day you are talking to your friend? And in the midst of your conversation, the Spirit of God tell you, Daughter, I want to spend time with you now. And you are very afraid to offend your guest, and and God is telling you to go now, but you need to stay because your friend is around. If you go, it will be a sense of discourtesy and rudeness, and and you you may lose face. I tell you, when you walk very close to the Lord, there are many countless occasions when God will tell at once your immediate attention. This is a common experience among folks with God. Many, many wonderful lovers of God who have this beautiful experience. You will, you, you can cook your, your meal halfway. And God said, I want to talk to you now. Would you continue to cook your meal? <laughs> if you continue to cook your meal, means the food is your God. <laughs> oh, if I don't cook, finish my meal, then how can I answer to my husband? You see, you're always concerned about your face. But when you lose your face and you walk with God, you will get closer to Him. Sometimes when the Spirit of God comes and touches you, some wonderful lady say, Dong, Dong, I must control, I must control, I must not cry. If I cry, all my pain from my face will all crumble. My, my mastery will gone, my beautiful face is over. And if you save your face, you never see God's face. <laughs> the flesh can never enjoy intimacy with God. So if you love yourself, you will never spend time with God. If you love to see televisions and read newspapers and other things, you may not even enjoy intimacy with God. Now we come to principle number four. Verse 43. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the Son of God. 
他依靠神，神若喜悦他，现在可以救他，因为他曾说我是神的儿子。The people give him a challenge. They say, if you really are a son of God, then prove yourself now. 神啊，人向耶稣挑战说，如果你真是神的儿子，证明吧。If people always give you this kind of a challenge, I'm telling you, they are not ready to believe in Jesus. 如果你周围的人常常给你这样的挑战，我可以告诉你，他们更不相信耶稣。There was a time when I was serving national service for the nation. 有一次我在有个全国的聚会当中。You know, I was 在当兵 ，and so while I was queuing up to take the ferry home to Singapore. Ah,、uh, ferry, the train. Ah,、uh, uh, would you repeat the sentence? I was taking the ferry home. Okay. Uh. 有一次我乘船要回家。And so it was about to rain. 快要下雨了。So my friends say. Uh, if your Jesus is so powerful, call the rain to stop now. <laughs> I say, if I do it now, and I can do it now. If I do it now, will you believe in Jesus? He keep quiet. But anyway, I want to prove to him that God lives. I say, today, no rain. And it didn't rain. <laughs> and from that day, he doesn't want to talk to me about Jesus. <laughs> When people challenge you, doesn't mean that they are ready to listen to God. <laughs> But he say he trusted in God. Let him deliver him now. How do you know someone has intimacy with God? By looking at the level and the degree of trust in his life towards God. No, if there is a crisis happen immediately. Crisis happen immediately. And his first response is to dial the telephone number and call Pastor Lu. Which means he trusts God, man more than God. That person don't have a close walk with Jesus. Amen. But when you And you, your first immediate response, you quickly go to your room and kneel down and cry out to God. Then we know that that person trusts not in horses nor chariot, but in the name of the Lord. So do you trust in God? But trust can only develop. Through your confidential relationship with Jesus. When you really believe that God is God in your life, then you have confidence and faith in God. Strong relationship, strong faith. A weak relationship with Jesus. Speaks about the weaknesses of your faith. So, next time when you're in crisis, what do you do? So, next time when you're in crisis, what do you do? Who do you run to? 
That's what Song of Solomon chapter 1 verse 5 say. You know, he, he says, You're so beautiful, you are like the curtains of Solomon. But then, when you begin to deal with the tents of Kedah on the outside, the blackness of the tent. So, God is a God of love and discipline. So when you really walk with God, God really like a father, He will discipline you. He keeps pointing at the thief nature that is in your heart. Like in this context, he said the thief must be hung on the cross. He said, you also must be crucified with me. Amen. Then verse 45 is principle number 6. Now there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour. That means from 12 o'clock at noon time until 3 o'clock in the afternoon for three long hours there was complete darkness in the land of Palestine. What does this darkness have to do with intimacy? Plenty of things to do with intimacy. Because you know why? When you walk with God, God is not a blind God. God neither slumber nor sleep. The Bible says, Paul 15:3, God watches over the evil and the good in every places. So when you walk with him, he takes a good look at you. He knows everything about your life. And there are some blind spots in you, you cannot know some of the things in your own life. So God will come and remind you of those blind spots. And He will tell you there are darkness in your life. You know what John chapter 2 says, so if you hate your own brother, you, you are stumbling in darkness. So darkness is symbolically picture of sin and sinful life. So God will come and expose the darkness in your life. He is going to expose the dark secret of your soul, the secret sin that nobody knows. But one thing beautiful about God, He is not a journalist or a reporter. <laughs> when He knows about your secret, He don't sell newspaper and tell everybody and gossip about your weaknesses. A true prophet of God who knows about the sins of men, they will never expose it publicly in the congregation. But rather what he sees, he, he makes it into an intercession uh, case. 
Because the Spirit of God never embarrassed anybody. The Spirit of God always comes to edify. So if there is a prophet that comes in the midst of you, don't run away. <laughs> a good prophet always comes to the church to help the church. Why three hours? Because it talks about darkness in your body, darkness in your soul, and darkness in the spirit. Second Corinthians 7 1 says, perfecting holiness by removing all the defilements from your flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of the Lord. Your appetite in your body must be under control. With one area of appetite, we talk about sexual appetite. That's why this week magazine, they talk about the new virginity. He talks about now the college students have a new move of God. They say, what? We want to keep our virginity until marriage. They kept their sexual appetite under control. Then we must deal with the darkness in our soul. Especially the strife and the unforgiveness in our hearts. And then we have to deal with the darkness in our spirit and in our hearts, talking about the, the pride of life. So therefore, if you really walk with God, you must be ready for God to come into your life to clean up your whole apartment. The temple of God must be spotlessly clean. Now we come to principle number 7, I believe now. Verse 46, And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabbatai, that is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why do Jesus cry out, this strange utterance, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is a sign that Jesus is very close to his own God. It is very strange that he makes such a cry at the very last moment at the ninth hour. He should cry at the beginning of the crucifixion, not at the end of the crucifixion. Why at the very last moment before he died that he made such a cry? You see, you find a marvelous truth there. 
You see all the pains, all the torture, and all the agony he bear with it, he endure it. He can bear with all the burning nice stripes and bear with all the, the nail that pierced through his body. He can even bear the pain when he was hung on the cross. But what he cannot endure is the very moment his own father depart from his life. That was the agony that he cannot stand. Because his father was with him all the while on the cross. That proved that God, the Son, Jesus, value his father's presence more than anything else in life. He said the greatest torture to Jesus, he said, is when my father leaves me. You know, for the church, when the when God's presence leaves the church, the church continue with their own program. When the presence of God no longer visit us regularly, we don't even feel the agony. We don't have any discomfort, we don't have any pain when God's presence is not on our life. But to Jesus who treasure his father's presence, the moment his father leaves him, he cannot take it. Therefore, to prove that you are walking with God is do you treasure the presence of God in your very life? Every day, do you treasure His presence? Now, I'm not talking about every day do you spend your devotion with God. I'm not talking about reading the Bible and even worship. I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about that in the midst of these spiritual activities, do you get in touch with the Spirit of the Living God? Every day we must sense His presence in our life. You know, some people they go through the whole day, they don't sense God's presence. If you cannot feel God's presence every day of your life, you are not very close to God. If you don't have God's presence for three days, no feeling for three days, you actually backslide. So today, if you are numb in your feelings, you can't sense His presence, I tell you, you are in danger. Christianity is not built on doctrine. Christianity is built on your relationship with Jesus. 
so do you sense his presence this morning? In the midst of us, if you don't sense his presence, I tell you, you need to back up your spiritual life. Oh, Pastor, I don't have power. If you don't have, I recommend you. The most powerful prayer. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Not this Because you are not desperate for him. You don't really love him. You don't want him. Psalm 22 says it was the words of his roaring and his groaning. It was a loud cry. You know, some people when they pray, they pray very soft prayer. You know, nothing wrong with soft prayer. But there are times in certain situations you have to really tear your heart apart. Your voice attracts his presence. Soft voice attracts soft touch. <laughs> Feather like touch. So soft that you see. But someone who cried with a loud voice, the God's hand came upon him and he shakes and he says, This is the touch of God. You know, our dear sister, the elderly sister who's sitting here. That's uh, now when she prayed to God, there is a groaning and she cried from her heart. It's not a soft cry. That's why, that's why God touched her. All right, I know ladies have a soft voice. Amen? But why when you quarrel it's so loud? <laughs> Some of them that stood there when they heard that say, This man called for Elijah. This is a wonderful principle. But people heard he cried that cry and they thought that he was calling for Elijah. But if they have understood the prophetic scriptures, if they have read through the book of Psalms, they will understand that as the people are questioning, is this the Messiah? Tam 
Jesus gave them an answer at the cross. I am the Messiah. I said what I have said in Psalm 22 verse 1. They don't recognize him when he utter even the Holy Scripture of the Old Testament. Therefore, intimacy must be built on the foundation of God's Word. Because if they know God's word and when they heard Jesus cry, they will say, Hey, that's the Messiah, please take him down from the cross, don't hang him anymore. Therefore, if you don't spend time in this word, you do not have intimacy with God. Because John chapter 1 verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God Himself. Jesus is the living Word. And He never separated Himself from His own words. He is the personified Word. A lot of people say they love Jesus. I always like to tickle them. I say, oh, you love Jesus so much. Oh, you are so, you are a lover of God. Hey, by the way, how much time do you spend in the Word? Uh, 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 maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> so you only have 10 minutes of love for Jesus. So you are not a true and the Spirit of God fell on him. And he has such a hunger for Jesus. And one day he told me, Pastor, I cannot get my hands off this book. I read and read and read for hours. I cannot hold my hands off. Why? What's, what's wrong with me now? Because a true hunger always never walk away from God's word. That's why I told the Indonesian Christians. The Indonesian Christians like to worship God and get close to God. But they are very weak in the word. So next year, I told them, in our next year, September, we are going to have a word explosion camp. <laughs> we are going to find out how to be practically bring the word of God coming alive in our soul. So, God's word must become alive in us. <coughs> Then we come to principle, I think now number 9 principle. <laughs> Verse 48. And straight away one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. 
最终有一个人赶紧跑去拿海绒蘸满了醋，绑在围子上送给他喝。How did this person know that he had a need in Jesus' life? How did he know? 这个人他怎么知道主耶稣基督在这个时刻有这个需要 ？Because the Bible says in Mark chapter fifteen, he cried with a loud voice, and he heard that cry, thinking that he wants something. 在马可福音十五章告诉我们说，主耶稣大声呼叫，听到那呼叫的人想，可能他有些需要。And he wants to give Jesus vinegar to drink to intoxicate him so that he's numb from the pain. 他要给主耶稣喝醋，使主耶稣的疼痛不会那么感觉到。I tell you, I've no time to talk about Calvary. 我告诉你，我没有时间讲到加略山。I pray that in the future. 我希望在将来的日子中。The church is ready to talk to understand about holiness. I'm waiting for the day that I can talk, have a seminar, a full seminar on holiness. Holiness is not a popular subject. But holiness is the most powerful. Tonic for our soul. 但是对我们的魂来说，圣洁是个太重要的事。You know why Jesus don't take vinegar? 为什么主耶稣不喝醋 ？Because he wants to feel the pain in our life. 他要感觉到我们生命中的痛苦。Separation because of sin in your life, God is away from you. 他要感觉我们因着犯罪离神离开而带来痛苦，他要亲自尝尝那痛苦。He wants to feel your pain of sickness and disease that devour your body. 他要感觉到呃呃疾病在你生命在你的身体上吞吃你的那种痛苦。Now here comes this principle: how to walk close to Jesus. 所以这边就是那个呃原则，怎么样子与神亲密同行。You see when he made this. Statement. It was actually in the context. If you read it in John chapter 19, verse 28. You know what he said? He said, "I thirst." And immediately, verse 29, they said, "People quickly ran to get vinegar for him to drink." Now, this is the principle. If you want to walk with God, you must have spiritual thirst. If you are not thirsty for Jesus, you can never walk close to Jesus. At the cross, Jesus was a thirsty savior. But beyond this thirst, he was thirsty for his own father. How thirsty are you this morning? If you are very thirsty, you must take a drink from the living water. You say, Lord, I want to drink, and I want to drink, and I want to drink from Jesus. Those who are very thirsty, they drink lots and lots of water. Those who are spiritually thirsty, they drink Jesus more and more each day. 对神真正饥渴的人是每一天比前一天还要更多的来。
How much time does you utter the name of Jesus on your lips shows whether you are remembering and longing for Him. So when you're thirsty, don't drink Coca-Cola. Drink <laughs> Jesus Cola. <laughs> oh, when you drink Jesus, you never be thirsty again. Now we come to principle number 10. The red said, let me, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Now the rest of the people will gather at the foot of the cross. They were talking among themselves. They were talking, say, if he's, if he's Elijah, Elijah will come and save him. He's the son of God. He should come down. And you know something? During this whole time when the people were talking, have you noticed that Jesus never replied them? <coughs> have you noticed that at the cross, in the Mark Gospel, John's Gospel, Luke Gospel, Matthew Gospel, you never see Jesus replying men from the cross. Jesus replied once to Pilate in the court, but not at the cross. What is that principle? That principle is if you want to walk with Jesus, how many of you really want to walk with Jesus? The secret is this talk more with God and talk less with men. You see, his whole mind was looking. God, God, don't forsake me. God, God, where are you? So he doesn't bother with men. The more you walk with God, the lesser you talk with men. That's why the modern church will crucify every mistake. No, no, no. The church will always crucify those who practice mysticism. When they love Jesus so much, they say that is a crazy man. They will crucify him. Those who walk close to Jesus, the mystics, they will crucify them. When there is a coming worldwide increased hunger for Jesus, the mystics are coming. The men and Buyon are coming back to the church. The Father Felon are coming back to the church. All those who have a deep relationship with God is going to come and challenge the church to have a closer walk with Jesus. Jesus don't talk to man, Jesus talk to God. This is the secret of power with God. 
Those who want to draw greater anointing, this is the price they have to pay. Those who want to know the secrets of God, this is the price they have to pay. The secrets of God is not given to any Tom, Dick and Harry. The secrets of God is not given to any normal person. The secrets of God are given to His own beloved friends. So if you don't have a close relationship with Jesus, Jesus will never reveal to you His secrets. I was so shocked that in 1987, when Jesus came into my room, He revealed one secret that He shocked my life. And he said, "My son, I am lonely." He said, "Lord, you have children all over the world. How can you be lonely?" He said, "Lord, I'm lonely and I'm very grieved." He said, "I'm lonely and I'm very grieved." He said, "Lord, 我我刚刚才去拜堂了，两个家庭他们都对我很冷淡，所以我来到你这里。And you said one statement that shocked my life, shocked my understanding of theology. 所以他对我说了一句话，震动了我的信仰，也震动了我的生命。神学。哦，震动了神学，也震动了我的生命。He said, "Son, would you comfort me tonight?" 他说，儿子，你今天晚上来安慰我吧。他说，no no no。Comfort me, not uncomfortable. How can I comfort a God? He said, "Comfort me with your love. Love me tonight, son." That is one of the secrets of God that has been revealed to mortal man. God is a lonely God today. His people don't really love him. It is like in the days of Israel that Israel go after other gods. We don't really love the Lord who saves our soul. And I'm telling you today that God is very lonely. Who is there to comfort the heart of God? Look at the modern backslidden church today. How many really love God? So few. And many have grieved the heart of God. God is waiting for us to comfort Him. It is a very strange thing. But one day I begin to look at the mystics that live in the 17th century. And I begin to find out that they have a common experience when Jesus revealed the broken heart of grief to them. Today, Jesus is still lonely. 
Jesus is saying, when will you have communion with me? When will you open your heart store like in Revelation 3.20 that you really have time for me? When will you have time for me? You have time for your family. You are willing to die for your children. You are willing to give up everything for your ministry. But who will have time for me today? This is what God is saying today. And then we look at verse 15. Jesus, when he cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Now here is another example of the principle of intimacy. Jesus hung on the cross. And he gave a loud shout. And my Bible, the old English Bible says, he yielded up the ghost. I love that word yielded. The King James Version have many beautiful English words that has lost in the modern translation. Those who appreciate literature, they read King James, they don't read any other version. No, 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 no. I said those who appreciate English literature, who have a, a, a love for poetry and poise, they love the King James. In the word explosion camp, I will talk to them the value of King James. When you walk with God, you live a life of surrender. You live a life of obedience. You yield your will to God. Intimacy has to do with the degree of surrender in your life. When you walk with God in the morning, God says, surrender your early morning habit of reading first thing in the morning to your newspaper. Surrender your first thing, your habit of drinking coffee in the morning. First thing you do is to come to me and worship me. When you walk with God, you will give up many things along the way. You know, I have many hobbies and many pleasures. I love it. But I have to give it up. Because I have no time for those things. I love it. 
I dream about it. <laughs> Sometimes I saw people like my saliva is drop. I say, well, I wish I could do that. <laughs> but I have no time for that anymore. What people can do, I cannot do. When you walk with God, you live a life of surrender. And now we will talk about the effects of intimacy. The effects of intimacy now. Verse 51. The earth did quake and the rocks rented in the second half of the verse. No, no, no. Now, when you begin to walk with God, the first effects of intimacy is that the earth quakes and the rocks rented. When you walk with God, God will shake your life upside down. There will be earthquakes that come to shake you. Oh, he will shake your love for the things of this world. He will shake and shake and shake until all those things fall down. You will have a holy earthquake in your soul. Oh, do you have, you, do you find sometimes that your world seems to fall apart? Congratulations, this is when God enters into your life. He will shake things out of you, particularly idolatry. Now we come to verse 52, the second effects. The graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. This is the second effect of intimacy. The Bible says the graves were open. Now I've been to Israel and, and yet to Mount Zion, they have many graves. So when the Bible talks about this, it talks about people who are buried in a coffin box under the earth. When the earthquake comes and shakes, the earth opened up and then they saw the coffin and the coffin was open because they say the graves were open and the saints come up from the grave. That is the second effect of intimacy. When you walk with God, your coffin will be opened up. It's not closed. You will not live a closed up life. You will not hide away from God like Adam hide with the fig leaves. When the coffin is open up, what do you see inside the coffin? You will see dead bodies and dead bones. When you walk with God, God will open up the coffin of your heart. 
He wants to take a good look at what is inside your heart, the dead bones, the bones and the sins in your life. The second effect of intimacy is that they will have transparency. They will allow their graves to be opened up for God to see. You know, some people, you know, you ask them, How are you? Hallelujah, hallelujah, everything's fine. You know, Pastor Abraham, they didn't study theology, they studied blathology. Bluff. Yes. They are very good, they are in blathology, so expert. Is it? Uh, hallelujah, everything is fine. If you walk with God, you have transparency. You will open up your graves and let people see that yes, I'm weak, yes, I'm vulnerable, I need God's help, I will cover up. Many people live a cover up life. Many people, a lot of people show themselves to be very spiritual. Now, when you begin to walk with God, the first effects of intimacy is that the earth quakes and the rocks sprinted. When you walk with God, God will shake your life upside down. There will be earthquake that comes to shake you. Oh, he will shake your love for the things of this world. He will shake and shake and shake until all those things fall down. You will have a holy earthquake in your soul. Oh, do you have, you, do you find that sometimes that your world seems to fall apart? Congratulations, this is when God entered into your life. He will shake things out of you, particularly idolatry. Now we come to verse 52, the second effects. The graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose. This is the second effect of intimacy. The Bible says the graves were open. Now I've been to Israel and, and yet to Mount Zion, they have many graves. So when the Bible talks about this, it talks about people who are buried in a coffin box under the earth. When the earthquake comes and shakes, the earth opened up, and then they saw the coffin, and the coffin was open, because they said the graves were open and the saints come up from the graves. That is the second effect of intimacy. 
When you walk with God, your coffin will be opened up. It's not closed. You will not live a closed up life. You will not hide away from God like Adam hide with the fig leaves. When the coffin is open up, what do you see inside the coffin? You will see dead bodies and dead bones. When you walk with God, God will open up the coffin of your heart. He wants to take a good look at what is inside your heart. The dead bones, the bones and the sins in your life. The second effect of intimacy is that they will have transparency. They will allow their graves to be opened up for God to see. You know, some people, you know, you ask them, how are you? Hallelujah, hallelujah, everything's fine. You know, Pastor Abraham, they didn't study theology, they study bluffology. Bluff. They are very good, they are in bluffology, so expert. Is it? Uh, hallelujah, everything is fine. If you walk with God, you have transparency. You will open up your graves and let people see that yes, I'm weak, yes, I'm vulnerable, I need God's help, I won't cover up. Many people live a cover up life. Many people, a lot of people show themselves to be very spiritual. Why are you so afraid to open up your coffin? There, there, there was one, one, one testimony that told me in Chicago. They say this couple is so loving. They didn't know when something happened that they have so many fights in the family for a long, long time. Nobody knows. Because they live a cover up life. Then we come to verse 53. And out of the graves after his resurrection went into the holy city, appeared unto many. This is a marvelous thing. On the day of his resurrection, the Bible says the graves were open. <laughs> and those that were dead for many centuries ago, they come out from the grave and they went back to Jerusalem. They knocked at the door, they opened the door. They saw a white hair, white beard man standing at the door. He said, Who are you? I am Moses. In another home. Who are you? I am your father of faith, Abraham. Those that died long ago resurrected from the grave and they visit 
the saints in Jerusalem. This is the third effect of intimacy. When you walk with God, God will resurrect you. You will come out from your spiritual coma. Those who are dead will be quick and they come alive. When you walk with God, resurrection day will come into you. Today we have many half dead Christians. We have many lukewarm Christians. It's because you know why they lost that hotness? Because they don't have a relationship with God. If they really have a relationship with God, the resurrection life touch their soul. They come alive. You know why there are some churches that many many Christians are falling asleep? Many people say amen to the pastor's sermon. They were nodding their head. They, they close their eyes as if they are meditating on scriptures. <laughs> yeah, but they were sleeping. But when the resurrection light comes, they all wake up and open their eyes. Amen. 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 You will have many children. That's why I thank God for His grace in my life that I have children all over the world. In the past, when I each year go to India, northern India, in Nepal, I have hundreds of spiritual children. They call me daddy. I have spiritual children in Singapore. I have a godson in Malaysia who is a missionary. I have my daughters and my son in Indonesia. I have my own sons and daughters in America. Everywhere I go, I'm looking for my children. I'm interested to impart everything that I have to my children. The secret of success in life is to have many children. I'm looking for more children. I told God, Lord, give me the grace to raise up the Joshua generation. If you walk with God, you will become a fruitful branch. You will save many souls for Jesus. When was the last time you preached the gospel and got a soul saved for Jesus? Hallelujah! Last last month we have a camp in Indonesia, and unbeliever came for the camp and he she got saved. 
I prayed the sinner's prayer for her with her together. Oh, we will never forget to preach the gospel. When was the last time you bring a new sinner to church? If one day you die, what is your fruit that you can present to Jesus? How many of your friends and your neighbors that you preach the gospel to them? How many have you discipled for Jesus? Oh, be fruitful for Jesus. Hey, man. And now we come to the last effects of intimacy. Oh, somebody say, thank God he's finally ended. <laughs> My stomach is crying after <laughs> Verse 51 And behold the veil of the temple was rent in twine from the top to the bottom This is the same curtain that was erected during the days of tabernacle of Moses They have a veil that separates the holy place and the holy of holies there was still the same thick four inches veil in Herod's temple. And this is the final effects of intimacy. And this is also the cry of God today. This is what the angel of God is trumpeting to you today. Ladies and gentlemen, why do we need to have intimacy with God? Why do we need to walk with God today? In the olden days, only one man, the high priest, once a year have a chance to go into the Holy of Holies to have a glimpse of the Almighty God. But on the day of Jesus' resurrection, the veil was split into two. Now it didn't say split from the bottom up, which is the work of men. It said it's split from the top to the bottom. The top is so high up, it is the work of God. And no man dare to split the curtain because there will be have capital punishment. When Jesus died, the veil was split into two. And suddenly all the worshippers at the altar court was horrified to see that now they can look straight into the Holy of Holies and they saw the ark. Today, the Holy of Holies is open for you and me. By the precious blood of Jesus, you can now enter into the Holy of Holies. Today, there is no separation between man and God. Today, the presence of God comes out of the Holy of Holies and comes into the courtyards where man dwells. 
Do you know why we must have intimacy? Because Jesus died for you. Jesus died so that the veil can be broken. So that now you are not separated from God. Jesus died not just to die for your sins. Jesus died don't just to die for your sickness. Jesus died so that you get an intimacy with God. He died so that the veil can be broken. So that by grace you can see God face to face today. You don't have to be a high priest to see God. You don't have to be a high priest to see God. You don't be born in a priestly family to see God. Now everyone who is born again, you can see God face to face. God no longer hides himself behind the veil. But why is his children running away from God's presence? Why are you so busy with your career and with your life that you stay in the outer court? Why are you so busy with the things of God and ministry that you stay in the holy place? The entrance to the holy of holies is open. Why don't you go in and meet God face to face? God has paid the price for you. There is a day that you cannot sense God's presence. There is no excuse today that you say God is so far away from me. There is no excuse today. You say I'm not spiritual. I cannot touch God. I cannot experience God's presence. By the grace of God, the cross opened up the door and the way of intimacy for you and me. If you don't spend time with God, Jesus died in vain. Jesus purposely died so that the veil can be broken, that all the children can fellowship with God. Are you going to allow the blood of Jesus goes to waste? Why are you still staying away from God? The veil was broken. And God is looking for His people in the outer court and in the holy place. Say, come to me. It is time that we come near to God. Because we say, Jesus, we want to tell you your blood never goes to waste. We are going to take time to fellowship with Jesus. The veil has been broken. Why God's people still don't have that strong sense of God's presence? Why God's people are still ignorant of God? 
when God is no longer mystery, the veil is broken. It is time that we spend time with Jesus. If you have not been spending time with Jesus, today we tell God, I will not make any more excuses because the veil has been broken. There is no separation between me and God. I'm going to come and meet God face to face. I'm going to look straight into the face of God. Would you come and meet Him face to face? Would you say, I will become a lover of Jesus, I want to see Him face to face? God is speaking to us today. This is the way into intimacy. You have seen my word. What will be your response today? Would you come nearer to me? Or you stay far away from me? It is high time to come near to Jesus. And for those who have been lukewarm, Today is a day of repentance. For those who don't want to spend time in prayer and worship, it's time to repent. We are going to come back to Jesus. We're going to love Jesus with all of our hearts. We're going to love Him. Love Him. Love Him. Lord, we love You. Lord, we haven't seen the beauty of Your face. Lord, if we have seen Your beauty, we, have, we could have fallen in love with You. Lord, if we have seen Your beauty, we would have fallen in love with You. Lord, show us Your face, Lord. You will never hide Yourself anymore. 主啊，把你的脸脸脸面向我们显明吧，不要再隐藏。